Let's address the elephant shrew in the room. Tiny. You exploded another bathroom. I, I, it happened before we got there. You exploded another bathroom. I did not. Tell the audience you exploded another bathroom. I will not. Okay, audience, here's what happened. I had to go take care of my mom for a week, because that's what good children do if their parents aren't the worst. If your parents are the worst, you're fine. Uh, I was told by my mother that the hot water heater was broken. It would get fixed Monday. Monday, it did not get fixed. Tuesday, I was told it'd get fixed during the day, and then instead they fixed it during recording time. I had nothing to do with it. And so Sasha, Sasha died on the way back to her home planet. No, fuck off. You can't just tell me to fuck off. <laughs> I can if it's an all in good fun. I'm an adult. I have feelings. Me too, bitch. The fuck? Funnily enough, you're not the only person who destroyed a bathroom this week. Chris, as is, will be alluded to multiple times in the other recording, uh, ate an unrefrigerated pie and, no, unrefri- Chris. and some unrefrigerated chicken wings and also had a bad bathroom experience that negatively affected his recording, although he did show up. I tried. I was like sitting right underneath the recording bathroom because I would have had to be locked in the bathroom. And they were very loud and tearing open a wall. The recording bathroom is also the name of my... Never mind. (laughs) We always do that joke. (laughs) Your memoir. (laughs) Uh, So, out of character, Lauren exploded the bathroom. In character, Sasha is not going to be joining the group right away for this arc. They will meet back up together, as you will discover, after the cold open is over. Um, So, Captain Melbeck accepted the mission to investigate the mysterious death on Pell 3. And so the party is going to split at this point. Uh, the main body of the bastards, the people who showed up at the normal recording time, oh my God. are going to go interview some witnesses, the victim's co-workers, and their, their place where they are known to hang out. While Sasha is actually going to go to the scene of the crime, question mark? You don't know if it's a crime. And investigate there. It's always a crime. Okay, so the Snallygaster lands at the Pell 3 ship port. Uh, just a quick reminder, uh, Pell 3 is a moon around the gas giant Pell. Uh, it is the third of the three moons. And the only reason people live on this moon is because there are these creatures called Maxwells who died here. In fact, I don't think I've said this before, there are 13 Maxwell corpses on Pell 3. And each of these has unusual properties, which allow them to power basically magical machinery, which is basically partially terraforming. I can go into the details if you'd like, or you can just take my word for it that it works. How, how do you Maxwell's feel? Maxwell's are giant slugs, right? Yeah, they're just like huge slugs, like the size of mountains. I described uh, with the other group that, you know, those uh, beautiful photos of the city in front of like Mount Fuji. It's like that, but with a giant slug. Yeah, exactly. Can it be Slammers McKenzie? From Futurama? Yes, that's a deep cut. Y'all welcome. Um, but yeah, you remember we talked about the air envelopes that people have, which is why you don't asphyxiate on any planet but the one you were born on? Yeah. Well, there, there are machines that can generate them, but they just take too much power. So people don't usually make city-sized air envelopes. But because of the Maxwells, their, their 13 bodies mean they can sustain 13 cities scattered across the Pell 3. Drake City... Where you are is one of them. If you leave the city, you will leave the air bubble generated by the Maxwell, and then you will have to face the weather on a moon without atmosphere. If you're curious... Oh, I hate weather. (laughs) The surface of the moon, uh, when in direct sunlight, can be uh, over 200 degrees Fahrenheit, 
and when not in direct sunlight, negative 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, cool. So not a great place to be. You can. That's actually where you guys were in the first episode. You were like at sundown, like when it was starting to cool off, but before it was freezing. So it it is survivable in short bursts, but not great. In Drake City, though, uh, the temperature is like not too hot, not too cold, not too dry, not too humid. It's like an artificially created um, biodome for you inside this air envelope. In fact, you get off the Snallygaster, you go over to the victim's apartment. And you see Ambassador Jacqueline waiting for you. Oh, fuck yeah. She is in a Hawaiian shirt. Oh. <laughs> her, her guns are really, uh, you know, popping in there. I think probably what's what's what goes with the Hawaiian shirt? She's just basically dressed like she's on vacation because she lives uh, on cargo shorts, flip flops, sunglasses, a camera on uh, <laughs> like around your neck and a fanny pack. OK, she's full on vacation mode because hat. Because she works on Gloria on the dark side. So she basically lives in like super Alaska and she's always buried under this huge polar bear coat. But now she gets to go to the city with the basically the entire city is air conditioned to be like neutral. And for her, that's just like sun's out, guns out. Okay. I decided I'm dressed like Miami Vice. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Do you have a fake mustache on? No, but I do have some really cool shades. All right. So the rest of the party went off to talk to uh, the victims, uh, friends and family. Uh, the, you'll you will know more when you listen to the episode, Lauren. Uh, yeah. But Ambassador Jacqueline invited you to v- see the body itself or what's left of it, because it's very strange. So strange that doctors were not helpful. I'm sure there are doctors on this moon and they called them and they said, yo, we don't fucking have any idea. And so Jacqueline is like, get me the conspiracy master. Yay, Lauren doesn't have anything to live out to. <laughs> uh, so you guys see that the victim's apartment uh, had the door kicked in, pr- presumably by hmm. whoever is the police here. Police is a strong word for what they are, which are Caravella family goons. That's who... Oh, no, goons. Yeah, that's who patrols the streets. But, you know, this guy guy was probably missing for a little bit, and someone went to check on him. The door was locked. You know, he wasn't answering, so... Kicked it in, and uh, Jacqueline, Jacqueline leads you inside to see what's left of this guy. Can I? This is completely stupid. I would like to roll performance to look really cool in front of Jacqueline. Well, even if whatever I do is fucked up and wrong. That does sound like Sasha. Yeah. Okay, I have a seven to that. So, uh, twenty. Is she impressed? I think this is the second time you've gotten over a twenty to impress her. I think she might get a crush on you if you don't chill. Yes. That's the that's the plan, dog. All right, yeah. I mean, with the twenty, tell me what you do. Um, first of all, I stroll up real cool, like as if there were an explosion behind me, but there's not. And I'm gonna whip my shades off and be like, "So I hear you needed the conspiracy master." <laughs> I like to think, in addition to her like uh, island kind of attire, she probably has two coffees, one in each hand. And you think, oh, she bought me coffee so we could have them together at the crime scene. But then you see, you see, she's sipping out of both. <laughs> they just didn't have a big enough that one for the size she wanted, so she bought two. Also, can, should birds have coffee? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, you're not a bird. You're an aracocra, and maybe they can have coffee. I've decided we can. Beam me up, Scotty. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she has like you know dark circles under her eyes. She's just a perpetually tired gay. Yes. 
Um, and she's like sipping at her coffee. You walk up and you're just like, cool guys don't look at explosions. And she is suitably impressed that she offers one of her coffees to you. Oh, I was just going to chug it all in one in one chug. <laughs> Weird Felix, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, you drank the coffee. And she says, I take it you didn't have any trouble getting over here? I never have trouble getting anywhere. So you're just going to be weird flex, but okay at this entire episode, huh? <laughs> yes, that's uh, Sasha's flirting style. All right, so Ambassador Jacqueline, she doesn't normally go to p- crime scenes personally, mm-hmm. but this is such a weird thing. It's like basically classified as far as any of this goes. Like they don't want people knowing about this because it's so weird until they understand it. So she leads you into this apartment. It's a pretty small cramped apartment in like the slummier part of town. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to start asking questions if you want to know about this case. But let me just paint you the scene. It's a c- cramped uh, studio apartment, uh, dirty dishes in the sink. Uh, papers everywhere. Not like the place was ransacked, just like this is per- this person lives kind of a irresponsible lifestyle. <laughs> okay. Um, I, first, before we go inside, I want to roll, I'm assuming it'd be investigation. I couldn't get away the perception on the door to see if I could see what kind of foot <laughs> kicked it in. Does, or like if there's any footprints or like tentacle prints or something. I don't know. Sure. All right. Investigation. Yeah. But I got a 19. Yeah, that's pretty good. I would say you know enough to know that it is a bionoid who kicked this door in. What the fuck is that? The audience is going to hear this twice. This came up in the other uh, recording that definitely happened before this thing you're hearing at the beginning of the episode. Sorry for time. Um, Give me that noid. I don't want to avoid him. <laughs> you can't avoid him. Um, uh, okay, so like, looks very Dragon Ball Z. They're very anime. They are explicitly based on yeah. uh, Common Rider, a Japanese character. Oh, Common Rider. Okay. Yeah, in the same way that the Yitsen are just xenomorphs. Uh, there's a lot of this in Spelljammer. Okay. It was made under serious time constraints and th- under some editorial duress. So there's some wackiness in here. But the Bionoid, uh, it, I grew up with big bad beetleborgs does that mean anything to you (laughs) only that you always talk about it (laughs) well the audience doesn't know that well now they know he loves those beetleborgs i don't love the beetleborgs i just grew up with them but they're kind of the uh american version of this uh phenomenon although i mean we talked about power rangers in the other recording it's that uh so anyway they're called bionoids they're basically metal guys in in human shape and you know they have biological parts so they're not robots or what they're androids they're not what dnd call warforged they're a combination of man and machine um and jacqueline tells you Mm -hmm. the caravella in charge of drake city his name is vincent caravella he's kind of a xenophile he loves aliens and alien cultures uh, and he basically only employs aliens. So that would include bionoids. Yes, it would. And you don't know this in character, but out of character, you know when Captain Melbeck went to meet him, he had a Zodar in his employ. Would that count as a bionoid? No, that's a Zodar. That's a Zodar. It's a different thing. That's good to know. Yeah. But they're all just like powerful uh, aliens. And I mean, okay. yeah, ja- Jacqueline can tell you more about the Caravellas if you want. Hey, Jacqueline, tell me more about the Caravellas. I love to hear that sultry, tired voice. Don't you think we should investigate the crime scene so you know what you're asking about? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I would like... I'm going to roll investigation on the... Didn't you just roll investigation? Yes, yeah, so I guess I need to roll something else. So I think medicine on the body itself. Mm-hmm. 
I got a five. I don't know shit. Yeah, and I don't know how much that would have revealed because if it was as easy as bringing a doctor in, they would have just brought Dr. Adler in. Right. So you fail, and uh, Jacqueline has to explain what you're seeing, and I will I'm do like, so. Oh, there's fingers, maybe. There are not. <gasps> so you walk into this messy apartment, not dirty dishes, papers, uh, you know, person doesn't dust, uh, cramped, small apartment of, uh, you know, this is... Uh, not a big wig, right? Like this is someone in the kind of the lower class. A poor. A poor like us, yeah. Yes. And inside of this apartment, there are a bunch of piles of what appear to be dust on the ground. And Jacqueline points at them and she says, carbon, calcium, potassium, sulfur, sodium. So you're telling me they got like turned into all the parts that make up a body. All the chemicals. <laughs> elements. The base elements yeah, those guys. of a body. Apparently, there's some stuff missing. Oxygen, hydrogen, but those dissipated into the atmosphere because at this pressure and temperature, they are not solid. Okay. So, what the fuck? Um, let me think in my brain. I'm going to... Correct me if this doesn't make sense. I'm going to roll Arcana to see if I can think of mm-hmm. any like magical shit that would cause that. As a librarian, I would have done research, potentially. Mm-hmm. I rolled a 19, bitch. 19 is very good. Here's what you know. Mm-hmm. It would take an incredibly powerful magic to do this. Okay. Um, it's not impossible because nothing's impossible with magic and, th- and through our lord christ um but <laughs> gotta kill him it would be on uh, fucking hell it would have to be something on the level of wish that's the most powerful spell in D wish okay. where you basically just genie wish a new reality anything less than that and i'm not even sure you're not even sure wish could do it but that's something like that if, if it's magical so if, if it's a weapon of some kind it's entirely new or it's like been hidden for something maybe because it's so powerful or something this is not something uh you're familiar with uh at all okay at all. so i know it's very powerful crazy powerful magics absolutely it was done ext- like so cleanly there was no struggle there's no collateral damage okay like whatever did this just separated this person into their individual elements left them in separate clean piles okay and did nothing else well, Jacqueline, I don't know. <laughs> All I do know is that some crazy level magics would be needed to make this happen. Like, maybe even stronger than Wish. You've heard of Wish? Everybody's heard of Wish. Was that rhetorical? We all grew up with that movie with the genie? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, love him. Hey, we should go to a movie sometime. Uh, maybe after this. Yes. Just, you know, think about it. Anyway, tell me what you what you know about the victim, Jacqueline. I'm so glad you asked. Um, <clears throat> my voice is hoarse. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to throw you off a bus <laughs> into traffic. <laughs> um, Jacqueline says, so he was a Rygar? R-E-I-G-A-R. Let me Google that. Rygar R. Almost indiscernible from humans i don't know if she would say this in character i'm telling you this uh this is an example of convergent evolution a phenomenon when two creatures in similar environments will evolve to be the same 
the Rhaegar are aliens, but they're pretty close to human. They have two main differences. One is that they emit a kind of sparkle around themselves. Magical and and, uh, pheromonal in origin. And the other is that they do not have significant sexual dimorphism. Do you know what that means? It's not like there's not significant physical differences in the male and females of the species. Besides that, they are essentially human. If they, if you were like, a, you know, a couple of meters away and there was a Rhaegar and a human, you might not know they're different species at first. Now, does he have any suspicious history? It depends on if you find artists suspicious. Not inherently, but like, was he involved? Like, had he, did he have, does he have a criminal record? Uh, it's Pell 3. Everyone works with the Caravellas in some way, so it depends on what you consider criminal. Okay. Um, he was a sculptor. Mm-hmm. That was his profession. He works with an artist's commune uh, out of a warehouse. I've sent the coordinates to the rest of your team. They're probably there right now. Um, as far as other suspicious, shady activities, uh, he, he was known to frequent a local uh, blood sport fight club oh so that's where he hung out and threw some back with the boys i believe is the phrase yes love to throw it back with the boys sometimes you have to but the rest of your team will be investigating those two leads as we speak so you don't need to worry about those so much i would like to cast detect magic Mm -hmm. and investigate the house all right uh why don't you roll i guess another investigation Yes, and then um, also detect magic to see if I detect anything. So that I can detect anything if they're, the investigation works. I rolled a 10. That's not great. Here's what I'll give you. Uh, with detect magic, you don't notice any significant magic in here, which is helpful because you think, oh, this is some kind of super magical weapon, the likes of which no one has ever seen before that shakes the very foundations of science. But there's no signs of... There's no residue... There's no, like, trail. There's no... And, like, even if they use magic to powder his body and then just, like, threw his body powder into the house, the powder would still emit magical shit. It absolutely should. And it's significant that it doesn't. Hmm. With a 10, I can't tell you anymore. But that's something. That's something to write down in your notes. A clue! Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Another thing you'll notice is that this guy was a sculptor. He has a lot of sculptures in here. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, just looking through his papers and so forth, it seems like there's a lot of stuff missing that must be at the artist's commune that the rest of the team is looking at. So to learn more about his art, the team will need to do... We'll have to reconvene later. I mean, you're definitely going to have to reconvene later. I'm just saying, if you're looking for uh, clues on that front, it seems like he kept most of his stuff there. So that's that's a thing to note. Okay. So, Jacqueline, it seems like while this should be some sort of magical attack, right, it's clearly not because the tech magic isn't picking anything up. So maybe it's like a drug? (laughs) I don't know. What do you think, Jacqueline? What kind of drug would reduce you to your base elements? That must be the most incredible high. (laughs) Well, I mean, like a pill or it could be, I don't know, man, I'm just spitballing. Don't don't question my process. Okay, I'm following the process. I do have a question about your process. In fact, you haven't asked the victim's name and I'm worried that you're not going to. No, that was totally on the agenda. Lauren did not forget about that at all. 
Sasha, look me in the eyes. Was that on your agenda? <laughs> uh, I left my agenda on the ship, but if you saw it, it would be there. She just finishes her coffee. <laughs> I finished mine earlier. Sure did. <laughs> What's his name? The Rygar used some uh, rather flowery naming conventions. You know how names differ from culture to culture. Some humans use one, some use two, some use three names. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll save you some time. His name basically loosely translates as the noble one, but everyone just calls him noble. Uh, what's, is there like a noble hierarchy on where the Rygar are from? <laughs> it's funny you should ask where the Rygar are from. The, they aren't from anywhere anymore. Oh, their planet's gone? They blew up their own planet, yes. For why? People claim to know. There are stories. What's the most commonly accepted story? The most commonly told story, and there's, of course, no way to verify this, is that it was done as an artistic display. Oh, that's so extra. Yes. Now, that may arise from the stereotype of Rygar as temperamental artists, the same way elves have a reputation for being haughty, and humans have a reputation for being arrogant and egotistical, the Rygar have a reputation, sometimes true, sometimes not, for being extravagant artists. Extra, you might say. And so, whether it's true or not, there is the rumor that as the greatest, most powerful art piece conceivable, they destroyed their own planet. Okay, well, more important history... The reason I ask is, if they called him noble, if his name translates to nobility, blah, 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 could he be of royal blood, and could that be a motive? Much of the Rygar's history and culture has been lost, or is being deliberately kept from us by the surviving Rygar, for whatever reason. Maybe they're embarrassed, maybe they're distrustful, um, but I highly doubt that a nobleman would have ended up on Pell 3, a criminally controlled backwater and then spend his time sculpting while the mob breathed down his neck but i'm not the detective clearly you haven't watched a lot of period pieces that's true i'm more of a slasher movie kind of gal oh i get scared and i have to claim to whoever i'm watching it with oh no (laughs) (sighs) do you have any more questions detective I'm going to call you detective, even though you're an adventurer. That's your, that's not an official promotion. That's okay. I feel really cool and big. Yeah. Um, why are you involved, Jacqueline? Because if someone has the ability to reduce someone into base elements at their whim, they're a grave threat to, well, all of Markov, if not the known galaxy. I was going to roll survival to check for unusual footprints other than bionoids on the, like, around the apartment. Mm Mm-hmm. 19. 
So you find you walk around inside the apartment, outside the apartment, and you find a good mixture of different alien species. Uh, Pelthry is kind of a melting pot of uh, both criminal elements, people who are running from stuff, uh, people who left their own cultures because they didn't feel like they fit in. Uh, just, you know, how these things happen sometimes. Mm-hmm urban melting pot, so forth. Uh, so it's hard to pick out. Even, 19 is very good, but you see, you know, there are Bionoid footprints. Mm-hmm. There are the Zodar footprints, Human, uh, Rhaegar, the Dalkin, Orc. So I'm not going to get anything from the footprints. Nothing specific. It's not like, ah, this guy's, I found the footprints of a killer. <laughs> but I will say, I think Jacqueline probably takes this opportunity to mention to you that, as she said, Vincent Caravella he also goes by Vinny, the guy who's in charge of Drake City, the city you're in right now. He's a xenophile. He doesn't really let mm-hmm. soul species work for him or be around him. Um, he's almost the opposite of Invicta. He kind of despises Earth culture and its brutish. So the orc prince are a little weird then because that's a soul species. It's not ideal for him. The orc probably doesn't have the best life here, especially in this cramped uh, slummy district. Uh, but there, Vinny is not the only Caravella. Ah. There are, the, I mean, the family is huge. They operate in many systems, not just Markov. In fact, they're biggest in Seoul, where they basically take things from the post-scarcity Earth and then go everywhere else to where people where people still have uh, cash economies to sol- sell their stolen goods. Um, but so there are cousins, there are nephews, there are uncles, there are a million Caravellas out there. But the three in Markov are Vinny, who runs Drake City, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Jr., who has has a reputation as kind of like... Is he like Fredo? No, he's like the dangerous one. He's like the oh, trigger okay. man. Yeah, he's like... like he's the opposite of Fredo. <laughs> Vinny is like, oh, I just love alien cultures, and he's like, I'm using my, my wealth and influence to indulge my very specific fancies. And Anthony's like the gangster who kills people. And then there's a third Caravella brother... That is like the black sheep of the family that is kind of a shame, like the shame of the clan. And he, no one really knows who he is or what he's up to. He's kind of like in the shadows. So that's something that Jacqueline tells you about the political situation here. Okay. Um, from what I can remember, nothing. I have never seen anything like this in any of my research. This is a completely new thing. I was afraid of that. Whatever did this to Noble, we have to find out. Who has this power, where they got it, how we can stop them, and maybe how we can take it for ourselves. Well, that's a little worrisome, but I trust you, maybe, Jacqueline. (laughs) You're on the law side, maybe. (laughs) What's that supposed to mean? Uh, Do you know I'm conspiracies, can't trust no one, blah, blah, blah. I guess. Oh, I guess we'll have to hang out more so you, you can gain my trust. Hopefully the rest of the bastards have turned something up in their adventures and we can meet back up and compare notes and solve this mystery. I do love to solve a good mystery. While we're waiting for them to chase down those leads, do you, do you still want to go see a movie? Yeah, well, are we going to see a scary one? Hmm, I'm trying to think of a good D&D joke. Hmm, what's the scariest D&D monster? Hold on. What was that guy with the screamy face? Oh, uh, you're talking about like the bone claw? Maybe he was like a really uh, lots of hunched back, screamy face dude. 
And I was like, can I be that? And you said no. <laughs> and it reminded me of like Edward Munch's The Scream, but like wearing a hoodie. You do a scream, huh? I found a picture of him. The Bodak. Oh, the Bodak. Let's go see the It's like the Babadook. It's the Baba Bodak. <laughs> so you want to go see, you want to go see Bodak 6? Yeah, the, we'll go see Bodak 6. The Bodakening? The Bodak- <laughs> it's Bodaking time. That's his catchphrase. This is Bodaking time. <laughs> Did we even describe the Bodak to the audience? You just said it looks like Edward Monk's the scream. That's fine. That's all they need. Yeah, he's like got like a tattered hoodie robe thing. And he's got that face. All right, popcorn's on you. Let's go. All right. Do we hold hands? Rolled hold hands. What I roll to hold hands is that stealth to be smooth. Slide of hand <laughs> because it's hands. I mean, it's got hands in the name. Okay, let's slide a hand because it's hands. I'm just going to slip my little paw in there. It's not a paw. I'm not a cat anymore. I rolled an 11. Mm-hmm. Do I do, I do it? I'm gonna roll a charisma check to be too, to be too cool right now. Okay. Crit. Damn, you crit. <laughs> She's too cool. Oh, so she like goes to like brush her hair out of her face, and I'm like, oh, I missed. Yeah, and yet yeah, you also do the uh, oh, I was just uh, checking my phone. Yeah, totally. Just reaching in my pocket. It's not. I wasn't trying to hold your hand. Um. <laughs> All right. So you guys go see a movie. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, that doesn't mean she's that doesn't mean she's rejecting you forever. You just didn't you shot your shot. I didn't. I shot my I shot my shot and I missed. For now. Last time, on Dice Funk. Capture. Yeah, capture and incapacitate before before kill. It was clear we had no chance against his equipment, and yet you immediately opened fire. I'm certainly open to the idea of a first mate. Is a decision I do not feel should be made until we have completed one additional mission. But these things, which are called Maxwells, um, they seem to generate immense and disproportionate amounts of energy. If they had a lot of mental capacities, they could exude an extreme amount of psychic energy. I am going to be acting very differently, but I expect to see you step in line and if you do not step in line by the time that we next talk with each other after the next mission is done your place on this crew is certainly not stable finny caravella did my zodar give you any trouble they are in a an imposing presence always always a treat to uh walk through town with a with a handsome someone on your arm uh my father he kept quite a menagerie of exotic helpers we got rid of most of them after he passed but uh it benefits me not to be able to sell anyone out in this line of work. <laughs> uh, it is his badge because he is a undercover cop. You know, I think who has more knowledge than a sun dragon, right? <laughs> Such behavior is more appropriate for my counterpart. Oh, the moon dragon? The dastardly Volhard. I understand now why when I suggested he turn into that, that he didn't like the idea of that. Um, that was not... That's just like a big scary animal. Dr. Adler and I, we used to travel around with... I guess you'd call him our mentor. Uh, we had many adventures before our lives took a different turn. I too lost a mentor. I still do not know where I am going. Wolf spiders with the heads of eels, and they come up to about like a human's knees. There are two of them, like peering over an, a refrigerator on the edge of the scrapyard. 
But these aren't our Neogi from Pell 3, right? These are different Neogi. You think these are these are guys trying to get revenge? You killed their friend. And he's going to get killed by the Caravellas. There are options. Like, I could, if I wanted to, I could threaten. I could just go back to him and tell him that you, you are undercover in his organization. Yeah, but I want to I want to be able to like dress it up and, and pet it and stuff and and be able to go look, look though it's it's in the cartridge though. Oh yeah, the petting game is very good. I spent an inordinate amount of time petting all the Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon petting is the best. Just give them a good stroke. They they're very good boys and girls. I'm not a fan of the word you use. I don't know if that has different connotations in England. In America, that's an uncomfortable word for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Petting is the action of doing a pet, a pet, a pet, do the pet action of no, a pet. No, no. We, we tried to make petting gross too, in fairness. <laughs> no, what did I, I say? I think he was referring to stroke. You said give it a good stroke. Oh, I, I don't know, you and your filthy Americans. <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 that's the thing. We're the Puritans. It's you guys that are filthy. We try to twist everything to not be. Uh, it's disgusting. This podcast suggests otherwise, you filthy, filthy people. <laughs> Speaking of filthy, disgusting perverts, you might have noticed you haven't heard Lauren Morgan's voice. Shit, roasted. Uh, absolutely destroyed, just like her bathroom, which exploded an hour before this recording. Much like Chris's bathroom that exploded as well. <laughs> Not the same bathroom which she talked about catching on fire several weeks ago. This is, in fact, a completely different bathroom. Lauren doesn't have good luck with bathrooms. I am never letting Lauren use my bathroom. That's just what I've learned from this. Our show is a carnival of bathroom mishaps. Early title contender. Anyway, hopefully, if all has gone well, I've recorded a separate session with Lauren in which Sasha uh, goes to the scene of the death that you guys are investigating and does some CSI uh, forensic files stuff, uses her big librarian brain and tries to help solve the mystery that way. Um, in the meantime, I think the rest of the bastards are going to land on Pell 3 and try to solve the crime? Question mark? No one knows this is a crime yet. Uh, the more traditional way, which is going around talking to people, and then if they don't tell you the thing you need to progress the mystery, you just punch people <laughs> until eventually those answers fall out. That's how RPGs work, right? Yep. I've never played Undertale, so there's no other op- alternative. <laughs> that's the only game that's ever uh, given anyone another option. It's the, mm-hmm. t- it's the two bits of agency you have in games, is you either put happiness coins and friendship coins into someone until sex happens, <laughs> or you punch them until the answer appears. And Tetris, that's the third kind. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, so I guess we should set the scene here. Uh, you guys went to Pell 3, which is the, a moon of the gas giant Pell, the only one people are on. We talked before about how the only reason people live on Pell 3 is because there are these giant uh, slug monsters. Uh, these They're all deceased, but they're called Maxwell's after Maxwell's demon, which is a physicist. It's, it's, a, it's a thought experiment in physics about how to theoretically uh, bypass the conservation of uh, thermal energy in a, in a closed system. If none of that meant anything to you, that's fine. That's just for my big physics nerds out there. Shout out to all my nerds. 
But that's where all the cities on Peltry are built, is around these Maxwell corpses. So where you're going to uh, investigate is Drake City. Uh, we know Captain Melbeck has been there already. This is where she met uh, Vincent Caravella and uh, found herself embroiled in, in a kind of undercover uh, infernal affairs situation. The Departed for Americans. And, and it's definitely not going to come back to bite me on the ass during this arc. Go on, go on, Austin. Be nice. Be nice to me. This arc. I'm sure it'll be fine. Can you like put it off till like next time we're here? Yeah, that's another thing about Lauren not being here is she can't pull your butt out of the fire if you set this uh, delicate web on fire. I said fire twice. Not great writing. Oh, that no, nah, that's that's great. That definitely makes me feel better about choices I have planned for this arc. Not having a safety net, huh? There's a lot going on. There's the question of who will be promoted to first mate. Sasha is the intelligence expert, so she seems like a natural choice. But Captain Melbeck hinted that she wanted Dreg to do it, and Dreg said he should make Dr. Adler. So everyone's got a vote. That's very juicy. Everyone's pointing fingers at someone else. Yeah. And also there's the issue of whether or not Dreg and Captain Melbeck uh, reconcile over their different views on leadership. And uh, there was a tense conversation last episode where... Melbeck said, next mission, I'll prove it to you. And if you don't like it, you can leave. So we'll see how that shakes out. A lot of a lot of pieces in motion right now. So I have something I want to uh, specifically mention to Captain Melbeck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Levy has going to ask uh, mention to the captain that in the process of trying to solve the illithid food problem, they've come across a potential creature that could greatly help things but it it requires finding a living maxwell so since we're on the planet of maxwells uh if time allows she wants uh, permission to kind of look into that um you've certainly got permission to do that however priority number one is the mission um we we do not this will not be happening unless we have an opportunity where zero detriment to the mission occurs cool beans Uh, so you guys bring the Snallygaster down into the Drake City port, and you can kind of picture, uh, Drake City as, if you've ever seen any of those, uh, photos of this, like, the city at the foot of Mount Fuji, where, like, it's just rising in the background, like, ominously, it's snow-covered, uh, peak against, like, the background of what is otherwise a normal modern city. It's kind of like that, but instead of a mountain, it's just, like, a dead, petrified slug in front of this, uh, moon city. So that's kind of the the view here. And if I was a worse writer, a hack, you might say, I would describe this city as like a hive of scum and villainy. I'm not going to say that. That's what a bad writer would do. But it's in it's in a the bad writer has a bad writer already did. Oh fuck! I don't know if that's a slam on me or George Lucas, but we both can get fucked, I guess. <laughs> Um, so you guys bring your uh, ship down. Uh, as I said before, Sasha Greer is going to go off and investigate the crime scene directly. And uh, all you guys know, there was a death that was so suspicious, it's probably a murder. And um, the audience will know, because I'll put the lore in the scene first. The audience knows that the, the method of death was that the person was reduced to their core elements. Hmm. Okay. Um. Like there, there was a pile of carbon, there was a pile of calcium, there was a pile of sodium just in their apartment. Okay, to be clear, do we know what the species uh, of the victim was? <laughs> yes, they were a Rygar, 
which is an alien, uh, R-E-I-G-A-R. Uh, the Rhaegar are essentially humanoid. I've already told the audience this, but it's a, it's a case of convergent evolution where things that aren't related can end up looking the same. That's why like birds on one side of the earth kind of look the same like birds on the other side of the earth a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, these things, the Rhaegar essentially look human. There are a couple of differences, but they're not super important. They're sparkly and uh, they don't have uh, sexual dimorphism. If you're curious, that's the difference. But besides that, they're essentially human. Okay. Um, Dr. Adler, um, being the medical person on our crew, what do you make of this? Do you have any experience in anything that could do this to a body? I rolled a 16. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, you assume that there is some kind of magic or uh, technology could, that could do this, but you're not aware of it. It seems like it'd be something on like the level of like wish to do it so cleanly. So, Okay. Um, can I do an investigation check? Yeah, I mean, you guys are in a ship port. I'm not sure exactly what you would investigate. Um, let me say this, though. In the Sasha scenes, besides investigating the body itself, there's going to be some, like, personal details she's going to look over in the crime scene and send over to you guys. And you know that, uh, there are a couple of places you should probably check out. Okay. So here, here are the points of interest on the Drake City map. Like if you were playing a video game, you go like to the map screen, there'd be a bunch of selections you could make to like fast travel there. Mm. All right, so here here are the points on the map. Uh, There is the Caravella Estate, Mm -hmm. which Captain Melbeck (laughs) knows about. Yeah. Um, There is uh, the Drake City Maxwell, the corpse of the giant slug creature, uh, which you can see from anywhere in the city, but that's where the power comes from. The all, everyone, like the whole grid is hooked into it. That's why people live here. Uh, there is a bar where you know you can meet up with Ragnar, the undercover drow cop, if you have a reason to. He's here now because he is undercover in the Caravella organization. And then there are two pl- locations that the victim, that's what I'm going to call the person who died, the victim uh, was known to frequent and there are they are an art cooperative space this is where the person worked they were an artist and that that's a place you could probably look because like they're basically they're they're um <laughs> the place where they worked and there's also some um I'm, i have it written in my notes as the fighting pits that feels very strong but it's stronger than a gym right it's like where people go to fight for money but it's not like like a ufc kind of place like a ufc gym it's an octagon. It's, yeah, but but run by the Caravella crime family, so a little harder than that. It's not, like, they're not snuffing people. It's an underground boxing club. Yeah, yeah, it's a fight club. It's a fight club! It's a fight club, yeah. Uh, so those are the five. There's the cooperative art space. There's the, the fight club. <laughs> there's the Caravella estate. There's the Maxwell corpse. And then there's the bar where Ragnar is. I just have it in my notes as Ragnar, as if he was the location. Great job, Austin. Uh- so to be clear, we know where this person works, but we don't know their identity. The the victim's name is Noble, and he was a Rygar. Okay. So, um we've got a couple of couple of potential places of interest. Um I have a contact who could be useful, but we're gonna need some starting information first. I feel like getting a picture of the person and getting an idea of who it is and and what sort of life they lived, what might have driven someone to do this to them might be a good start. So I'm going to suggest we're going to go start with the uh, art cooperative. Sounds reasonable to me. Yep, that makes sense. All right. So you guys walk out of the spaceport and you walk, uh, you, you actually go through 
kind of the slummier part of Drake City into a, like what was once a more industrial part. This wasn't built as an art cooperative space. It was once just kind of a warehouse, presumably where uh, Caravella crime stuff was happening. And then intergalactic police caught wind of it and the, the building was abandoned. And so some, you know, hippies, <laughs> some artistic types moved in and kind of just made the space their own so that's that's the it's like an abandoned warehouse that has been turned into an atelier by a bunch of nerds um so you guys walk up to that uh the door is unlocked and there doesn't seem to be like any security or anything um hello uh is there anyone that's sort of i, I was going to ask if anyone's in charge possibly not the the, the correct question for a cooperative is there is there anyone that were that uh organizes the sort of uh activities going on here uh, so you just uh, walk into uh, the atelier and there are some like some people in this space like uh, painting, uh, writing, playing instruments. They're all kind of chill. Um, there's probably some space drugs happening here, some space weed. Uh, it's a, like a chill space, uh, but definitely someone comes over to uh, talk with you. And I'm going to put an icon on the roll 20. Do you ever make a creative decision and then... You know it's stupid, and then you go through with it anyway? Every day. Yeah, big stars on the map right Every there. Every day when I wake up and I get out of bed. He's a hamster ball. <laughs> it's, it's a hamster ball. I'm laughing at my own joke. Um, so what comes over to you is a solitaire. Uh, but unlike the shells you've seen so far, like Courage, who is a three-faced dog humanoid, or Respect, who is a kind of ball of limbs, uh, this solitaire has a see-through shell very scandalous you can see the creature inside um i <laughs> i was thinking of photoshopping uh, a cell inside of this hamster ball but i didn't want to i didn't want to ruin just the effect of me putting a hamster ball picture into the roll 20 like that was a normal thing to do during D. I'm, I'm i'm just <laughs> reveling in this beauty there's something wonderful about this <laughs> uh so this graphene shell which is like a basically a perfect sphere that is translucent. You can see right through it. And inside there is this prokaryotic cell uh, kind of uh, using its flagella to move. Uh, the, it just rolled the ball like as if it was a hamster. It just rolls up to you and says, hello. Uh, hello. Ooh, kind of sexy. Um, uh, I, <laughs> I mean, Dr. Adler is attracted to solitaire. That's <laughs> canon. I, I don't know if you can help. Um we're trying to find out a little more about someone called Noble. Uh believe they uh, frequented here? Yes. Artist. Talented. Yes. See? Um, they gesture as if, do you want to see their art? Yes. Um, yes, this seems like a good move. Uh, the solitaire rolls the ball away to uh, a corner of this space, and you see uh, there is a bunch of 3D art... Uh, that only exists in this kind of technological, magical future. It is a 3D light sculpture, which has a a looping animation, as it were. Think of like, uh, what if sculpt, what if sculptures were gifts? Um, so they can move and they kind of loop back on themselves, and they're they're carved out of light, and they go through like animation. So you see what you see some here that are like, uh aliens and they kind of move and pose and then they go back to their original pose and then they move again and there's some that are more abstract like some you know melting clocks style abstraction some surrealism and then there are some that are mm. almost like pointillist or 
just like things you don't even recognize that might as well just be uh, random. They're not, but they might as well be if you're looking for representational art. When you say there's those multiple types, is there multiple types within Noble's art, or does Noble's art fit into one of those categories more? Uh, the Solitaire explains that uh, Noble was a sculptor. There are people here who are paint with like oil and canvas. There are people here who are dancers. There are people here who program video games. There are musicians. Okay. Noble was a 3D sculptor. Do any of these sculptures at a glance tell us anything about... Do, do any of them seem to be sculptures that we could gleam anything of interest from? Roll to appreciate the art. What what do I do for for an art appreciation role? <laughs> That's a good question, isn't it? What do you think's the the best uh, for appreciating art? I uh, want to say can wisdom. I, can I be super snobby and do it with intelligence? Yeah, you just want to make a straight up intelligence. I think I think how you answer this question says more about you. I feel like Doctor Adler would appreciate art with intelligence, but I could see someone appreciating art with wisdom. I was gonna say perception. Yeah, perception is a wisdom like, skill. Yeah, it's it's a wisdom skill, but like perception specifically like jumped out at me. I rolled a 21 to appreciate that art. <laughs> I do not appreciate art. Uh, 13 for art appreciation. <laughs> Conrad's like, <laughs> Drake's like, I don't understand what this is. Someone's like, that's a fire extinguisher, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dre got a seven, so he doesn't really have uh, strong feelings. I, I, I don't want to say he's too dumb to get it because intelligence and uh, enjoying art or not. I was rolling wisdom. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Uh, so there's a bunch of different ways to appreciate art. That doesn't mean Dr. Adler's is the correct way, but I feel like she gets the most out of it right now with the 21. Um, hmm. Uh, so, Dr. Adler, what you notice is that there seems to be a pretty simple progression from earlier work to later work. And as they got less uh, realistic, like they started off like, here's how you make a, I was going to say human body, I guess, Rygar body. Here's how you do, you sculpt a spaceship. Here's how you sculpt a building. And then they started experimenting until they got kind of into a Picasso phase. And then their latest work is the uh, very abstract, the stuff that just seems like lights and colors and you don't know what it's getting at hmm. with the 21 to appreciate the art. You recognize that there is a, there is a progression from realistic to abstract. That is important. I will convey that to my party members. Um, is, um, I, I'll... I will have also have found a craft beer at some point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so can you tell us much about noble as an artist, um, did, did they talk much about about the changes in their work, about what led them to change their style? Noble, pretentious, <laughs> <laughs> outgoing, expressive, explored, journeys, adventure. I feel we should be a little bit uh, open with you. Um, I, I don't know if you're aware, but... We need to get a sense of Noble as a person as best we can because they are unfortunately no longer with us. Um, anything you can tell us about what they did outside of their visits here, what sort of person they are, who they interacted with, who, if anyone had problems with them, would be incredibly appreciated. Uh, persuasion. 
Okay, that's a straight up and down. I can do I can do straight up and down. Come on. RNG gods, please be in my favour today. Uh, four. That is not in my favour. I'm not terribly persuasive. Does anyone want to help me on this persuasion? I would love to make a persuasion roll. A few <laughs> things give me more joy than making persuasion rolls. Please, everyone, join in and make this a group attempt to persuade, because I am floundering. <laughs> I rolled an 11. I rolled a 9. <laughs> I almost botched. <laughs> The group fails, uh, so you tell this solitaire uh, that Noble has passed away, and the electrical signals you receive in response are just uh, the abstract concepts of like sadness and mourning, not being able to process that. And this solitaire kind of slowly rolls away from you and kind of slumps down at the bottom of her shell. I, this Also, this solitaire, you didn't ask her name, but she does take female pronouns. I was gonna ask what was the what is the solitaire's name? It's a little too sad to talk to you now. What if I cheered up with a juggling routine? <laughs> Do, so let me get it straight. Doctor Adler <laughs> rolls up on a funeral. Yo, what up, dickheads? This is sad as shit. Watch me juggle. Uh, it's yeah. not even a funeral. This is literally <laughs> telling someone that a a, a possible seeming loved one has died. I, I, you never even got the processing time for funeral. If Doctor Adler goes to get out juggling equipment, there will be a very, <laughs> very stern um, "No, you are ordered not to do that." Will be happening. <laughs> no, I can't because I also have a disadvantage to acrobatics, so it wouldn't even be good. Also, you forgot to take, you know, juggling equipment in your starting equipment. So, <laughs> oh no, I was just gonna juggle guns. <laughs> you gave away your gun. Now, uh, now, Objectivist has your gun. I was going to take other people's guns and juggle those. People like it when you take their guns. Yeah. Quick cutaway to Objectivist up on the Snallygaster, just like staring down the barrel like, Mmm, <laughs> what is in here? Oh no. <laughs> it's fine. It only deals 3d6 radiant damage. <laughs> he has one HP. He's a tadpole. Oh, that's going to be rough times then. Uh, so I'm going Good thing Lauren's not here. Also, how big of a tadpole is he? Can he hold the trigger and look down the barrel at the same time? Because I pictured him being very small. He's very small. He's like, I mean, the size of like a big thumb. Yeah, exactly. He he can't he can't shoot himself. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna save that audio clip for later. Clip, please no. <laughs> uh, I want to try talking to the solitaire again. Mm-hmm. And say, we're currently, I understand this is a very difficult time for you if you're just discovering this news. We're currently investigating the cause of uh, Noble's death and any information that you can provide on Noble's character, events he was maybe doing, people he may have known, any information you have could lead to solving uh, well, did we specifically say it's a murder? We didn't say it was a we murder. We have not said that he's a okay. murder, no. So, any information you can provide could give us leads to find out what happened to him. Alright, so you failed persuasion. Do you want to try, try another skill or ability to... Because uh... Uh, I appreciate his art. Can I speak in a very uh, pretentious uh, <laughs> manner that shows that I know a lot about art and try to get through that way? <laughs> Austin, can I use pretension to uh, beat down this witness into telling us more? L.A. Noir would have been so much better if there was a pretension button. <laughs> uh, wouldn't that have been the game? <laughs> I don't even know. Um, 
Fuck. I, if you want to roll intelligence to try this, I guess. I'm not going to stop you. 22, suck my nuts, Austin. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> All right, the only way this counts, the only way this works is if you actually do it. You need to make a cogent po- point about 3D magic sculpture. Life often fades. We don't truly die until the last person who remembers us leaves this plane. Noble still lives in you, in us, and in his art. And perhaps this can be one last message he sends to the world. If we can find out what happened to him, we must. You good? You done? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised you didn't go the route of intangibility. You can you can see but you can no longer touch and that's still a beautiful thing. That would have been my pretentious angle. I'd have probably gone with now that he's dead, he has an actual chance of becoming a legend. That that kind of thing. yeah. And start working on that. <laughs> oh like, that well if this doesn't work and we need the intimidation route, that's that's <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how they got this I don't know how this happened. Um <laughs> Help him fly. I miss Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) I miss Lauren too, but only because she'd be here hitting the nut button right now. That's true. Um, Okay, so the solitaire says, Noble work new project. Space? Where was this uh, project? Don't know. Hired pilot? What was the name of this pilot? The solitaire doesn't know. Did not meet this person. Just knows that Noble hired a pilot uh, to take them out into space for whatever their latest project was. Uh, I will ask, what is the uh, solitaire's name, by the way? Honesty. Honesty? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, will, I will relay that I am Olivia Conduit of Prevention. Honesty, do you know if uh, Noble has been seen with anyone else recently who normally they don't? Or is there anyone else who was particularly close with Noble? Uh, the solitaire just gestures to the other artists in, in the space. It just seems like they were kind of a family. Do you know where Noble went to hire this pilot? Many pilots. Pell. Do they tend to hang out anywhere? Fight club? Aha. <laughs> Honesty did it. Let's arrest her now. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Lauren gets back next week. So you guys lost your adventuring license, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Captain Melbeck is going to just uh, motion to the, uh, the, the rest of the team to one side and just to go... Um, so, have either of you got anything else you'd like to get done while we're here, or should we move on to, obviously, next port of call being uh, the Fight Club? We should probably try to figure out who hired him, you know, who this project was for, and there's plenty of other people around here to talk to, so we should probably take some time to try and suss that out at the very least. I agree with you on the point of um, you know, talking to other people. I think... Correct me if I'm wrong. My assumption, well, my assumption was that perhaps he'd been working on his own project for himself, and 
the nature of that project was the problem, not necessarily who he was making it for, but that is definitely a thing to work out. Um, we go back over, just, um, do you know with this um, new project Noble was working on, whether a project for himself or if it was a project for for, for someone else? Noble, no, talk, money. See, papers? Is anything being gestured to with that see papers thing to clarify meaning? Do you want to see the papers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it's being offered. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you guys roll investigation to, f- to finish up here at Dreg's suggestion and including the papers? I rolled a 13. Uh, six. Three. Yikes. The, so the team fails to uh, get much m- more in- meaningful information out of the other artists here, uh, but you can still look at the papers. Uh, so the, it seems like uh, Noble took some notes and made some like preliminary sketches before they started doing uh, their sculpting and stuff. And you find that the project they were working on at the time of their death, they have it referred to in their notes as W7M is the project they were working on. That's their internal notation for it. It's not like they called it like the Mona Lisa. That's the final name of it. It's just like they had a filing system for all their various projects. Um, And it seems like this was commissioned by someone named Anthony Caravella Jr. See, it's it's moments like it, it's it's arcs like this that I miss season three, where I had a character who had the ability to just raise the dead and ask them who killed them. Those were those were times. Those were times I had. I think they still need a head to talk to them. So even if you could raise the dead, you would not have been able to speak. What to if Noble. what if I like smushed the remains together to make a head shape? <laughs> <laughs> I do want to live in the alternate universe where you tried that. <laughs> um. Okay. Well. Uh, sorry, what was the, the name of the character again that uh, commissioned it? Anthony Caravella Jr. Actually, uh, you say that I do have access to speak with dead now. Doctor? What would you possibly use that for, doctor? <laughs> uh, doctor? The... <laughs> it seems like it'd be helpful in finding how people died. Doctor? <laughs> I don't know what you're hinting at. Doctor Who. Doctor Pepper. <laughs> Doctor Doom. Doctor Hoomstadoof. Please do not. <laughs> uh, quote, the corpse must still have a mouth. Mm. Alright, so we mush everything back together. <laughs> Hot. I'd be extremely impressed if you could recreate a mouth just from carbon and uh, calcium and iron and magnesium uh just fucking particles <laughs> okay i mean does it have to be a mouth or can it just be a wet hole <laughs> please do not say wet hole um, <laughs> so this is the sexiest murder mystery especially especially when the nut button's not here <laughs> you're right i'm sorry just irresponsible so Potential routes onward from here we have. Um, Fight Club gives us a route to finding out the pilot who can probably extrapolate a bit on this project with, with perhaps a little less secrecy than the person who commissioned it, perhaps. Um, also, off you know, out of character, there is that whole thing of uh, don't necessarily want to go sniffing around the uh, that particular uh, family until I have to. Um, so. I mean, 
in classic Scooby Doo fashion, we could split up. Never split the party. Actually, I, I, well, never split the party. Never a good idea. But also, um, I, I have an idea for the Fight Club that involves drag. Shocking. And not splitting the party. <laughs> shocking, shocking. I know, but perhaps drag might be the best one for the big burly men's punch club. Well, <clears throat> yeah, uh, it's going to. <laughs> Talk to Caravella is just out of the question. <laughs> That's just a bad idea. Um, That's yeah. Like even without like my whole behind the scenes deal going on, you don't mess with the big crime family, the son of the crime family, unnecessarily. <laughs> well, actually, this is a question. Is this something that's been said out loud in character at all? No. Okay, so as of right now, it seems that you know for anyone outside of that that i guess in this situation just my character this seems as though like yeah the caravilla is like a thing we could do uh if 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 uh, dr adler brings that up um captain melbeck is just gonna say you don't necessarily have to mess with the crime family before you have to i have decided we're going to go and deal with the uh, fight club next off we go off we go uh during that whole speech that Melbeck was giving very authoritatively. She just hears in her ear. Do I know what this sound is? <laughs> Tinnitus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Symbolism. All right. So you guys are going to go to the fight club. Yeah. We're going to the fight club. All right. So you leave uh, this warehouse and you head back into uh, the slummier part of Drake City, and you find uh, this this fight club. It's not even particularly hidden because the Caravellas kind of run this city, and this is profitable for them. So it's not like they're going to crack down on their own enterprise. I imagine it probably is like a gym above ground, and there's like a basement where all the good stuff happens. Uh, so you guys can just kind of stroll through. You're all packing weapons, though. Uh, there's probably a guard at the the front who gestures to for you to leave your guns with the gun the weapon check i'm not holding any guns i don't i don't have any weapons except for the the the, the blazing ones on your arms oh. those, those big guns those are the kind of guns they want in here that's the kind of place this is okay yeah captain melbert's gonna hand over over the weapon upon request all right, so, yeah, as the only one who actually has a visible weapon, uh, Captain Melbeck, you hand over your shotgun to the guard, and you guys are let into the gym. You make your way down into the basement, which is actually a pretty lavish. It almost has, like, a casino vibe. It's, like, a bunch of uh, mood, like, neon mood lighting, and there's a big center arena where people are fighting, but all around them there are a teeming throng of uh audience members who are just like drinking and smoking and playing cards and socializing there are probably uh people who look like they're here doing deals there's like a full bar and there's maybe like a live band or something it's like it's not as dangerous as maybe you thought you're like oh we're going to the fight club but it's like this is a place where the the people who are successful smugglers come to like hang out this is where you might find uh disreputable pilots as well Okay, a uh, quick reminder. Uh, Chris, what magical abilities do you have? <laughs> I I mean, I have command, so I can compel someone to do something for, like, an action. Okay, uh, what else have you got? <laughs> uh, I have the ability to blind people. I can locate an object if I know what it is. Um, 
You can make people slow. <laughs> uh, locate an object. Um, thinking out loud, assuming that this pilot has, like, ID on them of any kind, can we try and locate such and such pilot's ID? I think he has to have seen the object. Yeah. Or I have to be kind of, like, intimately familiar with it. I have yeah. to, like, you kind of had, like, a long description of it or something. <laughs> you have to fuck the ID first. <laughs> yeah. Intimately familiar. Right in its wet hole. You didn't, re- you didn't recently fuck that ID. Not, not, not in the recent month or anything, now. It could have changed its hairstyle since then or something and be useless. In that case, um, potential options we have for finding this pilot is... Dreg's probably got the easiest ability to go through areas of this place and interact in such ways without drawing attention. Right, I'm putting this this one on you. Um, you are tasked with trying to, at the very least, find out whether our pilot friend is here today. Um, Fighting will draw a lot of attention to us. Yeah. And this is a organization. This this is a, a place that is being run by one of the principals in our investigation. And these are all words that Drag would never use. But <laughs> <laughs> Drag but, loves principles. But, but the the the, the uh, it would be a bad move to draw too much attention to ourselves here when we. It's entirely possible that the guy who owns this place is also the guy we're after here. Yeah, that's fair. Um, for the second, then... Which isn't to say that I might not be able to do something in here to find our pilot, but... Um, uh, Austin, I want to make a perception check to see if I recognize anybody here. I would love that. I bet you would. Mm, dice are not happy with me today. That's a five. No, you don't recognize anyone. I'll just say in the arena right now, there are two people fighting. One is an orc, uh, which in Dice Funk, orcs are the early Dungeons and Dragons version. They're anthropomorphic pigs. Uh, They have like full on pig heads and everything. And they're still green, but they aren't like Mm. blizzard orcs, which are just green people. Uh, And the other combatant is a, it's an alien called a bionoid, which that once again, thanks Spelljammer for combining the word biological and Android to give us a really, just a really succinct name, but that's what it is. It, it basically looks like a, uh, common rider. Are you guys familiar? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's yeah. It's an Android that looks like the, the protagonist from the common rider series. I could just put it in. Is that just common rider? I didn't even take the Spelljammer thing. I think I just Googled common rider cause it looks exactly the same. That may be a common writer. It's not one I know. Yeah, there there are many. It's a series. But literally, Spelljammer has a species called the Bionoid, which is a biological android alien that is 100% just the tokusatsu. Is that how you pronounce that word? Tokusatsu, I think. Yes. The Power Rangers style hero from the series common writer. That's just what they are. Just same way. Austin. Yeah. That boy just looked like Lord Zed. He does. I mean, there's a reason. They're, that's the same genre. I know. I'm just saying that, that that's Lord Zed. So, so, so there's a pig man fighting Lord Zed. I just want to paint the picture for everybody. Sure is. And then you know somewhere out there in this universe, there are just xenomorphs. So, A mm-hmm. um, couple of quick questions. With command, does the person who's been commanded know that they've been magic altered? Uh, I think if it succeeds. I don't know if it does otherwise, but... Yeah, it's a command. You're compelled to follow the command, but you're still being commanded. It's not a mind wipe. It's a level one spell. Okay. Um, only other thought that's on my mind right now is um, 
Um, if there's like a, a list of who's fighting tonight, might be a place to look for. I, I don't know whether it would be stage names or actual names, but that might give us some indication as to whether our mark is here. Well, I mean, we don't have we don't have a name for our pilot or anything. All we know is that this is a place where uncouth people meet. Yes, you're right. We don't have a name for the pilot. We have, yeah, we have a we have a project name, which is unhelpful because we don't want to go running our mouth about that project name in the hopes that we find someone who knows it, what it is and goes, "Yes, I know what that project is. I was working on it before my friend died." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have a, a quick suggestion. So, what if I potentially offered up my services as like, f- like free healthcare, essentially, to like if there's anybody who's particularly injured? Ooh, I like, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, why don't you roll, let's say, medicine? Could I use my biotic powers to analyze them and see if there's any like specific medical conditions I could see he has an issue with? <laughs> I mean, if you want to get fancy, I think maybe you're overthinking yeah. this one, but. That. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying the dice have not been kind tonight. So, uh, so they've got to be nice to somebody. Yeah, I rolled a 15 for for medicine. All right. So, what do you do? I grab a craft beer. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You're gonna drink and do medicine. All right. They have craft beers everywhere, Austin. It's 2018. Uh, Captain Melbeck explicitly forbids you from drinking a craft beer. <laughs> Okay, how do you do that? So Dr. Adler walks over to the bar. She's like, I got this, nerds. Hold on. One beer. And then you just smack it out of her hand. <laughs> Not necessarily smack it out of the hand. Maybe, like, slide it down the counter so that, like, there's no smash that draws attention, but it is a way. All right, Dr. Adler, give me your, give me your pitch. <laughs> to what? Get the craft beer back? If you want. I just want you to set a scene for the audience. Okay, well, I guess I'm going to be like, well, hey, so I can help out with this this medicine. And I'll head back to the back and see if there's anybody who's particularly injured back there and see what I can't learn while I'm patching them up. You know, get some bedside manners going on. Okay, I don't think they're going to let you into the back with a 15 because they don't know who you are. But I think you probably locate someone who, like, lost, like, a round or two ago. And they're, like, sitting uh, at the bar. They have, like, a fucking stake on the side of their head. They have some blood stains on their shirt. And they look like they've had quite a night. Uh, let's say this person is, uh, like, a um, what's a big, beefy boy? Goliath? Uh, I'll say Goliath. So it's uh, basically the only thing that's dreg sized in here uh, goliaths are uh, basically the missing link between humans and giants like proper giants so there's this goliath sitting at the bar uh nursing his just whooped ass face and you walk over and you're gonna offer uh, medicine to him and you got a 15 uh so that's that's good enough to get this this conversation going he takes the stake off and like lets you uh shine the light in his pupils and uh you, I don't know if you have like a stethoscope. You're the doctor. Yeah, obviously. I have, and Steve Dave's helping with all this. He has a lot of medical equipment inside of him. So it's like, yeah, follow the light, you know, test your reflexes. Let's, let's try some, some range of motion, see if you have any muscle tears. I'll, uh, I'll use my biotic powers to kind of detect if there's any like blood clotting up at anywhere in his body or anything like that. Steve Dave opens up and he's just full of scalpels, <laughs> just a hundred scalpels. Uh- <laughs> you ever seen Phantasm? <laughs> That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, so the Goliath accepts your help and you from your medical uh, examination, you determined that this person was taken down with a number of like very swift, accurate blows. Just like it wasn't a, a fight where they were overwhelmed over a long period of time. It was just like 
bam, 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 done. And that's what you get from this examination. Can I ask this individual's name? Or I'm going to. Fuck you, I don't need your permission. <laughs> I'm an adult. Uh-huh. Uh, so you can ask this, uh, the name of this guy I just made up. And his name is... Let's see here. I hate you, Chris. Weird. Mumbo Beluga. His name is Buck. Buck? Okay. Buck. So, Buck, looks like you had quite the the fight there. Going against uh, someone skilled? <laughs> I almost did drag voice. Yes, I am drag as well. <laughs> Two drags. Yes. Small. Packs a punch. Is it someone who's been here a lot? She practically lives here. Oh, what's her name? Irene. Irene. So she's already fought today. Is she going to fight again? Or is she probably just hanging out in the backstage area? I didn't land a single hit. She probably could go again. <laughs> I imagine she'll be back. Do you think they're looking for anybody else to go up against her today? They could always use new blood. Because I know someone who might be interested in a fight. Are we back on plants and dragon to fight? Is that where we've ended back I'm, up? Well, I'm trying to lead this in a direction where I could potentially get backstage to meet her. Yeah. Um. Once again, I don't know if a stranger can just get backstage of this organized crime racket, but if you guys want to just immediately jump cut to Greg, to Greg, to Greg entering the fighting arena with the person you're looking for, I feel like that's a really good cut. Um, <laughs> So I'm gonna put it this way. Um, this was this was Captain Malbec's plan, and it's now also the plan of the person that Drake said I should have as my my second in command. So both of us had this plan. So Drake's doing it. That's the plan. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't directly my plan. Well, see, Drake. If Drake were my second in command, perhaps his vote would have been different to Doctor Adler's, <laughs> and perhaps we wouldn't be going down this road. But this is where we're going, Drake. This is on you. Again, this wasn't where my idea was going, but we're here. The the fact that you did not... Did, the, the fact that this is not your plan is exactly why we are here. This is... No, this is exactly what he wants. Don't you... This this is what he's used to. The home that he re, he he did not want to be put in five minutes ago. Well, okay, that's, you know... <laughs> All right, so the scene is Dr. Adler's talking to this Goliath at the bar, Buck, who we will never see again. Just <laughs> No, I asked him to join the crew. He throws himself <laughs> off a cliff to get away from you. No! Um, my, my best friend, Buck! Why do we need a bartender on the crew? We've got me. <laughs> He's not a bartender. He's a fighter at the bar. Uh, I get a tattoo of Buck across my back. R.I.P. <laughs> Uh, it's right next to the, the one you got for that guy from Fast and the Furious. Yeah, and I also leave the crew so I can start up a rap career where I uh, I sing a lot of songs about how I miss Buck and how much he shaped my life. Yeah, fan favorite character Buck, who we will never see again because he's dead. Um, you're t you talk to him, he t tells you that there's a fighter named Irene who is not to be messed with. And in the background, you see the uh, orc get uh, knocked out. And the crowd goes wild, and then we just immediately cut to Dreg walking into the octagon. There's orc blood on the floor, and uh, people in the crowd are starting to take bets when they see the nine-foot-tall ogre. All right, so let me see here. I gotta remember what my spells do. 
<laughs> do you guys want to take bets on this? I know we don't keep a uh, fastidious score of your fa- finances, but maybe an abstract wager if you're interested. Um, uh, here's the thing. Normally, Captain Malbec would totally be on board for that, but she is going to be very cagey and not do so. Okay, so there's a scene of you looking like you're reaching into your pocket or something, and then you stop yourself, and you're like, no. And on top of that, like, she's going to keep an eye on Dr. Adler and discourage uh, that from the Doctor as well. Uh, before Dreg goes in, uh, I'm going to ask to him, uh, do you want any assistance that I could potentially provide to you in this fight? Or do you not need it? I- I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, what is a fair fight? Were you answering a Jeopardy clue? <laughs> I, I, I'm simply offering the opportunity. I Yeah, we're going to win this. I don't care what it takes. Oh, so you're okay with cheating? Oh, yeah. Cheating's fine. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I want to use a spell uh, called uh, Warding Bond. So as long as I'm within 60 feet of drag, which I assume the arena like isn't that far off, like I could be within 60 feet... Uh, Dreg would get a plus one to AC and saving throws and resistance to all damage. But every time he takes damage, I also take it. Um, mm, let me check a thing mm. that could maybe work alongside that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we've got fucking multi-layer cheating. <laughs> I'm, I, well, I'm enchanting my brass knuckles. <laughs> we've, we've got trigonomic cheating here. Yeah, no, I, I was looking at healing spirit and like, can I just have the my intangible healing spirit chill out inside Dr. Adler? So if Dr. Adler <laughs> takes damage, that damage is undone by the healing spirit being inside her. I mean, I could potentially heal myself if things get that bad. Okay, fine. I won't add my layer on the cheating. I'm hoping with, I'm, a, I'm hoping with the plus one to AC and saving throws and the resistance to all damage that... <laughs> Drake can win the yeah, fight. Yeah, okay. And I don't have to get knocked out by it. <laughs> Though I really hope it does happen, because that is an amazing visual to have. All right, so Dr. Adler, you cast a spell which bonds you and Drake together uh, with magic, and you're going to suffer some of his damage for him, basically half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be very interesting. He's the only one fighting, but you're psychically linked, so you got skin in the game. That's a co- that's a cool. Uh, so drag you get in there. Nobody in the party makes a bet on him, but there there seems to be some wagers. He's new new blood, and he's very very big. That's some would say his defining attribute is his largeness. Um, and there isn't like a big announcer. It's, this isn't like a professional wrestling or like boxing match or anything. This is an underground fight club. But you definitely do get like a hype man in the crowd or something. It's like. Look at this big boy. Come on, dig deeper in those pockets. You know you can. Look at the size of these absolute unit. Look at the size of him. Um, and the crowd's like, yeah, actually, he's pretty big. And uh, this seems like it's going to draw a lot of attention. Um, and once that's done, uh, everyone goes quiet. And the challenger approaches from deeper inside of this facility where you would have uh, needed to do something additional to get past, to get past those guards. I'm going to put the icon down now. You see. Oh, and 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 uh, when we put in names for this, uh, if names are put in for this, he's Greg, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking master of disguise over here, Pistachio Disguisey. <laughs> he's totally enough for the Turtle Club. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> where did my? Oh, I fucking minimized my own window. God, why? Who invented computers? They're so bad. 
They are the worst. Okay. That's not what I want. You know that's not what I want, Windows. <laughs> Why would you do this? Oh, there it is. All right, I'm done. Um, so then, uh, approaching this octagon is Irene. And I'm going to have to explain what this creature is. Boop. Does anybody recognize this? Uh, it's a Vidalcan? It sure is a Vidalcan. One of them Avatar people. Close. Uh, so there's a very common science fiction trope, which is the blue-skinned humanoid. Um, it goes back to pulp fiction, to pulp uh, sci-fi stories, not actual pulp fiction like the movie. Um, but, you know, Star Trek famously had the Orion, which I believe were mostly green. But you see the Asari in Mass Effect. You see the Awoken in Destiny. Uh, you see the blue uh, people in Avatar. I don't actually remember the name of the Avatar species. Um, but the Vidalcan are a Wizards of the Coast property. <laughs> they are not a they are not a Dungeons and Dragons creature, but the canonical blue-skinned alien Dungeons and Dragons is bad. Um the the avatar species are called the Navi, I'll have you know. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, because they're the natives. Real James Cameron, can we all get a round of applause for James I Cameron? I only remember it because Navi is a fairy and Navi is blue sometimes. Oh yeah. I mean Navi in the Zelda context is short for navigator. Yeah. Not native. But anyway, so in Spelljammer, the blue the blue alien are the blue aliens are called the Arcane. Uh, arcane is also an adjective meaning magical and it's a game about magic so that didn't work out and they changed their name in the later editions to the Mercane, which you think oh like merfolk but no it's mer as in merchant the they're merchants that are arcane they're an entire species of magical merchants and like the ferengi in star trek or whatever that guy was called in star wars uh the phantom menace having an entire species defined by the fact that they're good at mer Chinting has bad implications, so I do not want to use the arcane or the mercane. Well, it doesn't help with the accents that are invariably chosen for those characters. I think that needs to be pointed out. It's a whole bunch of problematic stuff. So <laughs> I am currently holding a Dungeons & Dragons book, which came out this week. It is the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, which imports some Magic the Gathering stuff into D&D. And D&D has their own blue-skinned creature. They're called the Vidalcan. And that's what it, that's what the blue skinned alien and dice funk are. What they are, I've replaced the spelljammer ca- cannon with magic. Uh, Vidalcan are blue skinned humanoids, as we talked about. The main defining features of them that differentiate them from humans are they have six fingers instead of five, and their noses and ears are flatter to their head than humans. But besides that, they're mostly just blue people. Uh, the one in the picture has five fingers. Yeah, I was just gonna make that comment. Yeah, the, the artist messed up they have six fingers. well you know if hands are hard to draw you know and getting that mm-hmm. extra finger in there um <laughs> so take that artist who drew that no hands are really hard to draw I, I, like it's bad enough trying to get four fingers at a thumb i would think try to cram a fifth finger in there uh so yeah they're usually a little skinnier than humans but besides that they're basically blue-skinned humanoids with more fingers uh th- there's a thing about this creature uh that is immediately apparent to captain melbeck yeah. You smooched this lady before. Ah, that's like half of space, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is why I felt comfortable adding that detail in Oh for no, I'm, I'm more than happy with this detail. Like, looking at the picture in the Roll20, I'm like, yeah, Captain Melbourne would have smooched her. <laughs> yeah, uh, for the record, it's Azorius Guildmage from the original uh, Ravnica. Um, Boo. Why are we booing? Oh, because Azorius? Ow. 
Zor. Boo. You're a f- dirty gruel monster. Um, <laughs> Not gruel to die. This is fucking impenetrable for anyone who isn't us, Chris. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> That's why I do it. But this character, Irene, in our show and also this magic card, uh, the blue lady got abs for the record. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, we're talking about, about, about my favorite fight. smooch lady. Oh, oh yeah. Also, she's she's going to do a fight. She she better win because I want that face to still be smoochable after this. Uh, we want Drake to win. I just put a picture of a Vidalcan in there. If you read the the text at the bottom, it says Vidalcan have six thin agile fingers. That is that is the canon there. So yeah, yeah, six agile fingers, huh? Those are some long, slender fingers. But that's Kaladesh block, and Kaladesh block sucked. All right, we're not gonna have a cop. We're not gonna do this right now, Chris. Um, <laughs> I will say there's one detail about the arcane slash mercane I was thinking about keeping in, which is that they are just blue people who are good at merchants, but they have very long fingers. That is their particular thing. And I thought about keeping that. I I think we should keep that. I I, I think we keep that. (laughs) I wish Lauren was here. I feel like the, the lesbian energy would be very powerful in this call right now. It's fine. I will just have to carry the lesbian energy for the call, and I think I'm up to that task. I've been watching She-Ra all week. My lesbian energy is at full power. Oh god, she's too powerful now. She-Ra is incredibly gay. Oh my god, the, that 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 suit in that one episode. Mm. Oh my god, yeah, Catra's suit. Fucking She-Ra rules. I talked about this for like an hour on my other show. She-Ra is so good. <laughs> anyway, back to this fight. I'm sorry, went off on a whole tangent there. But we talked about before how uh, Jacqueline has like incredibly uh, like she's like built like a weightlifter and pe- like the fans have called her Jacqueline, which is very funny. <laughs> uh, Irene is pretty slender, but she has like a very athletic, like a runner's physique. So she yeah, she has like a six pack and everything, but she doesn't she's not like uh, boulders for biceps. She's very. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to make this canon that it's not a runner's physique. It's a roller derby physique just because it's the gay <laughs> equivalent of that physique. Like that's that's the gay version of runner's body. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you heard it here, folks. The gay equivalent of running is roller derby. Yeah, it is. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> it's your smooch friend. You get to su- you get to decide. Anyway, Irene uh, enters the octagon and they close the, I guess, cage? I don't know if there's a better term for that. This is an enclosed battle arena. You want to roll initiative, Dreg? Uh, yeah, I guess. Oh, that's a three, so I'm not going first. 16. Irene goes first. Uh, she says uh, to you, Dreg, once again, she's like... I don't know, five, six or something. She's a pretty, she's average height for a human, slender, mm-hmm. but not particularly imposing. And she looks up at me and she says, uh, let's have a good fight now. Mm. <laughs> cool. Uh, she, uh, with like a surgeon's precision, uh, deals uh, several quick jabs to you. And I'm not going to roll for her attacks because she is the conduit of precision. And she does not miss. Hmm. Ah. Okay. 9, 11, 27 damage to Dreg as she punches you square in the Adam's apple and then in the solar plexus and then in the, like, the jugular vein. Just bap, 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 just with lightning precision. Uh, you see how she took down Buck, everyone's favorite character, R.I.P., in just a quick few blows. I miss you, Buck. So, uh, to, uh, to Adler... If no uh, attacks are going to miss, that that AC bonus ain't going to help much. Yeah, but it's the resistance as well. So Oh, it's the resistance. It was as well. 27 okay, right, damage. Yeah. 
Drake's only going to take 13. Right. And then in return, I take 13 as well. In the audience, Dr. Adler, you just suddenly feel half of the pain <laughs> of getting punched in the throat, uh, stomach, and neck. Uh, how does that feel? Uh, awful. Uh, but I'm going to play it off as... Uh, oh, it's that damn... Air again, acted up. It's that, oh no, it's, 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 that, uh, it's those wings and pumpkin pie that you ate. <laughs> Those wings and pumpkin pie. I don't know why I thought this would be a good combo. We didn't get that on the recording. That's nothing to the audience. I know. No, no, it's just that's the canon of what Olivia ate that day. <laughs> Although it, I guess they'd have to be vegan wings. Yeah, you're just completely derailing your entire character to make an out-of-character joke. Good job. That's fine. I'm fine with it. <laughs> uh, Drag, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, well, I am going to return the favor, I guess. And make an attack. 24. And I get an extra attack. That hits. 26. So I hit with both. Fucking breaker. And I'm going to expend two spell slots so that each of those attacks gets an additional 2d8 radiant damage. Yikes. Uh, 49 damage. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Dude. Holy fucking shit, Drag! Oh, please, please let it be that this this chick came in and she fucking did her little like fucking kung fu spiel, and then Drag just fucking one shots it with like a hammer. Well, it's two punches, but oh, uh, that's true. So you just fucking you just Mike Tyson knocked them out in like one shot. Then I mean, the thing is that you blew two spell slots as well, right? Yep. This is going to be a long arc, so you I mean you're you're putting your flag in the ground. Yes, I am. So, I mean, let's say this fight goes on for a little bit more. So she's making these very precise jabs on your body, and you're just kind of slowly tanking, just walking in. Uh, half the damage is going to Adler. She's getting, you know, beaten up in the audience. But it's enough for Dreg to kind of get a, a bead, get with proper range, get his uh, paladin spells on deck, and then just with two powerful strikes. Do you want to paint me a picture how this works? Um, yeah, so she jabs and and does her little you know float like butterfly sting like bee thing for a little while as dreg just sort of looks uncomfortable but angry about it and then as soon as as she's just finishing up her latest little buzz he's just going to bring his left fist vertically down onto the top of her head and then follow that up with one to the gut that just should knock her straight into the side of the uh, cage. And that would be it. All right, yeah, she flies from basically the center to the edge of the cage, slams into it, and kind of almost like fucking Roadrunner like st stays there. Like the, the force of the impact pins her to the, the cage and she kind of like wraps her fingers through it. And uh, she's right next to you, Captain Melbeck. Do you want to say anything? Um, Captain Melbeck is going to look her in the eye and go, at least try and keep your face from getting hit. <laughs> it's uh, one of my favorite features. <laughs> hey, Captain. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Big boy do a punch. Oh, he do. And she slides off the cage and onto the ground. <laughs> Oh, man, she was so good at fighting, and she didn't get a chance. Drake just fucking owned that. Oh, <laughs> that, that's D&D, &D, folks. That's showbiz. Da-da-da-da-da-da. 
drag drag wins. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, so leave the ring and as as um as she's about to be taken out of the ring, um Melbeck's gonna like try and get someone's attention and go like um um I'm a I'm a friend. Do you mind if I uh sit around until she comes around? Yeah, these are a bunch of hardened criminals. They're not gonna stand on ceremony, basically. It's just you can drag her over to like a a table or something, order yourself some hot wings. <laughs> pumpkin pie. No no no, I learned from I learned from Dr. Adler that was a bad plan. No, only if you eat it with pumpkin pie and don't refrigerate them the night before. You should have told this story on air and now they have to piece it together like fucking Now it's now it's a game that the audience gets to play, don't you I, see? I did I did hint at the start of this that Chris had a bathroom mishap, so That's true. Well now it now you definitely need to check out Weekly Manga Recap to hear the whole story, because otherwise it just sounds like I poop myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Captain Melback, you drag uh, Irene over to a table, um, and you get, you get yourself some hot wings, and you sit down, and she's like half conscious, like slouched in a chair, and she's like, "How you doing, Smoochapotamus?" Ah, <laughs> uh, I am. I am having an interesting day. Uh, seems like you're having an interesting one too. <laughs> it's a lot better now. Your hair's my snuggle snout. <laughs> Oh goodness! How how have you been? What is new with you, cutie face? <laughs> My tummy hurts. <laughs> <laughs> That's would 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 hot wings help? <laughs> go on, go on, just just one. You know they're your favorite. <laughs> Drake, what are you doing right now? <laughs> it's just uh, confused. I mean, I'm. Collecting my winnings, I'm presuming there's winnings involved. Yeah, probably. You get, yeah. you get you get a you get a percent. Yeah. Can I high five Drag? Yeah. What are Drag and Adler up to? That's a separate scene over in the corner. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, great job, best fight I've ever seen, first fight I've ever seen, best fight I've ever seen. It went well. She is fast. I'm glad it ended quickly. I'm gonna get you a championship belt made. <laughs> <laughs> How would you like it if it spun? Sure. Austin, put in notes, new side quest, spinner belt. <laughs> All right, in my notes. Hold on. But we need to find the pilot. Indeed. The belt can wait for now. You'll have to go back to Honesty and see if some of the artists can help you whip up a spinner belt. A fucking fidget spinners, but it's a belt. It's a wrestling belt made out of a fidget spinner. Is that? I mean, I, I was going to specifically call back to the WWE belt that actually spun. Yeah. No, that can't be real. It's real. Yeah, when, when John Cena won the championship, he had the WWE championship spin. Every time I thought I've heard the dumbest wrestling thing, I hear a dumber thing. And honestly, praises, praise up. If it helps, it's actually the second time he did it. <laughs> Bless you, wrestling. Um, uh, back at the table with Irene and Captain Melbeck. Uh, she, Irene eats enough wings to uh, not lose consciousness. And uh, she has some lucidity. And she's like, I'm do some punches. And one. Yeah, you, you do some punches. Um, I'm glad to see it's not taken a toll on that winning smile of yours. Um so, I'm wondering if you can help me today. I'm too, I'm too sore, Melvac. <laughs> How's about this? You're very I, rough. How's about <laughs> this? I, I'll give you a shoulder rub as long as you help me out with a little bit of information. How's that sound? What kind of information? 
the kind of information that might earn you a smooch before I leave. I feel like you still owe me smooches from last time. Okay, double or nothing smooches. <laughs> oh, the daily double. I see we're back at Jeopardy. <laughs> daily double on smooches. How's that sound? What do you want to know? You wouldn't happen to know anything about a pilot that uh, frequented here that uh, was close to the Rygar? You don't, you don't see a lot of Rygar in Markov. They're from somewhere else. Do you know that... Do you know they blew up their planet? Yeah, I'd heard. It's a, uh, it's, it's a real shame. They're all a little uh, scattered around. Makes it, makes it hard to, to find one when, when, when one's in the mood. <laughs> I heard. Come here, come here. Yeah, I heard. I'm here. I'm here. I heard they did it on purpose. Oh, is that what you heard? As like a firework, <laughs> like. Happy festival fireworks. Ow, my <laughs> tummy hurts. Oh, goodness. Uh, but would it help if, we, if, if, if you had a, had a lie down? If we uh, went and found somewhere a little more private back uh, back there for us, if you'd have a lie down. She doesn't let you finish. She just kind of lowers herself onto the ground and crawls over and puts her head in your lap. She's just <laughs> half on the floor of this dirty fight club <laughs> place. Um. Can, can I angle to try and pick her up and carry her and go, should we, should we get you backstage? Airplane. Okay, I'll do the airplane. And I, I pick her up and go as if I'm airplane carrying her, just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are like four times her size, so you easily can just pick her up and airplane her back into like the locker room. Uh, do, do Dragon, uh, Dr. Adler, just let that happen? Oh, God, no, I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, uh, she has that situation under control. I would probably, uh, I think Dreg would, would probably just ask her out if anyone's seen a Rygar. Um, and... Yeah. Uh, that's an investigation check. 11. So you just walk around, you're just like, hello, you just watched me do a punch. Do you know any Rygar? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, no, well, it's a little more subtle. I'm looking for a Rygar. Does anyone know him? You find someone who works at the uh, Maxwell Power Station who said that they saw him go over there. They saw him visit the station. They saw, okay. They saw they, they saw a Rygar who had been here also there. Yes. Yes. There's a Rygar who comes to fight sometimes, which is why you guys are here. And that they, saw, they had seen the same Rygar at their job at the Maxwell. Right. Got it. And they don't know why, like, he doesn't work there. They just saw, like, they maybe even they say that they, a guy showed up with, like, a pad of paper and, like, colored pencils. And it was just, like, at the power station, and that was a weird thing, and they remember that. Can I ask any of them if they've known any, like, legends or anything like that of a living Maxwell? No, yeah, you can ask. No, no one does. In universe, that's just like, okay. hey, have you ever have you ever met, it's like, like in our universe, it'd be like, hey, have you ever met Jesus? It's like a thing you can ask. It's just, it's nonsense to the people. I mean, some people will say yes. I mean, I'm sure you can find someone who says they've met a living Maxwell. You should not believe them. <laughs> okay. That, if that scene out there is done, um, the captain, once they're backstage, is going to make one more attempt to try and uh, coax a coherent answer out of, out of Irene about if she's aware of any... Any Rygar that are friends with a with a pilot that was here? Uh, so you airplane Irene back into the locker room and probably back to her locker room and she probably gathers up her things. <laughs> and she just wants you to, she's just like, you carry me now. 
I'm done walking for today. It's it's nice for I, I think Captain Melbick is appreciating that for once she's not the one getting carried. That she gets to be <laughs> the big carry the big carry girl for once. Mm-hmm. And Irene says I know, I know a lot of pilots. That's this is where they come to like b- gamble and drink and hang out. Rygar come in here sometimes. I just don't know any of them. Um, why, why, why are you looking for them? What's their connection? I need more information. Well, there is a Rygar who is not in a good way. We think that someone who might be able to tell us a bit more about what happened to them, who is a pilot may have been here. And that's sort of all we're really, we've really got to go off right now. I know there's a Rygar, and I know there's a pilot here. I'm saying, and she's like poking her fingers together, like trying to connect them. What, are they brothers? Are they smoochers? Uh, they were, they, they were working on an art project together. Like painting a ship? That sounds like it could fit into the correct category. I don't think it does, Snugglebutt. No. Uh, I, I, look, uh, there's an artist that did something to do with uh, light, light sculptures, things that got very abstract, and they needed a pilot to work on something. Well, if you're going to hire a pilot, you got to get him to fly you somewhere, dummy. Like where? You know that thinking's not my strong suit here. I could do with a little help. <laughs> it's okay. I'll do all the thinking, and you I'll can do just... the carrying. And you can do the cuting. I do the cuting, the carrying, and the kissing. The three sounds. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> They're all different letters in Vidalkin. It doesn't mean anything. Get your, <laughs> get your brain out of the gutter. Um... If I so you're looking for a pilot who was hired to fly an artist somewhere. Now, almost all the pilots who come in here work for the Caravellas, and they're smugglers. They don't fly artists around. So you got to find which pilot would take that job. Think about it. Okay. There'd be some schmuck like uh, us. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so we're looking for someone who isn't a big shot in the pilot game. You're probably looking for another adventurer. Adventurers. You have been absolutely wonderful. This is fantastic. Uh, You have won the Daily Double. Smooches ahoy, dear. Beep, beep. That's the sound the ahoy makes. (laughs) <laughs> We're taking the first train to Smooch City. Night, night. Don't worry, it's fine. I'll give you nice forehead kisses, you'll be good. I think she probably just loses consciousness. That's fine. Um, At, at the very least, um, Captain Melbecky's gonna put a little lipstick on and, like, kiss, like, a piece of card and just, like, leave it with... Uh, just leave, like, a, a lips... Uh, do hippos leave... Lipstick prints. I don't know, but she's gonna try. <laughs> you you can make that decision right now. Yeah, she's gonna make, leave like a, a good smooch mark on her on a, a maybe just on her face to, so she wakes up and goes, ah, I did get my my promise smooches. Hmm. Yeah, hurrah! We have information now. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So the captain's gonna come back to the rest of the, uh, the group and go. Uh, I believe we're looking for 
well, we're looking specifically for a pilot that's an adventurer as opposed to a smuggler, um, which is definitely more of an angle to go on. Um, I don't know, and right now I don't have any ideas how we, how we narrow down who those pilots are that we would look for there. Possibly, maybe even just find out about the adventurers register, are there any other adventurers muscling it on our turf, I suppose. Meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, back with Lauren, who's definitely been in this call the entire time and is <laughs> caught up to date on all the relevant details of this mystery. Yes, uh, Sasha and Ambassador Jacqueline are coming out of Bodak Six, the Bodakening. <laughs> I th- do you have a mouthful of red vines? What do what do owls like? Cookie dough bites. That's what Lauren likes. <laughs> it's your character. Yeah, cookie dough bites. Definitely Twizzlers. We're a Twizzlers family. <laughs> What's that from? I don't know. Um, Twizzlers. Mm-hmm. And probably like I don't know a shake or something. Do you want to try to roll again for it to have pulled a smooth move in the movie theaters as is your want or now on the way out? Yeah, would that be sleight of hand again? Yeah, you want to try again? You want to shoot a second shot? Twenty three. Oh my no. I did the cool thing where I like yawn and put my arm around her shoulder, but I couldn't get all the way around because she's so beefy and I'm so small. I rolled a 12 to be too cool for it, so 23 beats 12. She's not too cool for your yawn move. Oh, fuck. Who's cool now? It's me. So so you guys d- didn't hold hands on the way in, but you're holding hands on the way out? Fuck yeah, we are. I got a big girlfriend. <laughs> all right, so um, Objectivist gives you an update uh, through the team. So you guys are communicating vi- via the conduit of communication, basically. Uh, and you get an update. Uh, Captain Melbeck tells you that uh, Noble was working on something which was commissioned by Anthony Jr. Ah, I'm going to relay this information to Jacqueline. Not only that, uh, but they, they believe they have found the last person to see Noble alive. I want to interrogate him. <laughs> that person is a pilot, not just any pilot. <gasps> the pilot was a fellow adventurer in the Adventurer's Guild. And that was the last person to see them alive. Yes. <gasps> Jacqueline, the Adventurer's Guild. Yes. Well, the last person to see Noble alive was a pilot with the Adventurer's Guild. She shakes her head and says, this is either a very dark coincidence or some conspiracy is afoot. Did somebody say conspiracy? Because although there usually isn't more than one adventuring party in a given system. Recently, another team stopped in to do some small favors on their way to another system. However, during their downtime here on Pell 3, their pilot disappeared. Oh, shit. So we have a sculptor reduced to his elementary particles, and we have a missing adventurer pilot who is the last to see him alive? I think things are getting a little messy on Pell 3. But if we can find the pilot. Maybe we can find the murder weapon slash murderer. One mystery should solve the other. Sasha's gonna slide her shades on real cool and say, come on, babe, let's go solve this mystery.
At the rate we're going, though, someday the credits are going to be have to be their own show. We're gonna have a spinoff show. Yeah, we're gonna have to bring somebody else in. It's gonna be a whole production. I mean, it's a good problem to have, right? A smarter person would be able to leverage this into some kind of intelligent way, besides just being buried under the list. But good luck. Thanks. November 2018 credits. Oh God, it's already November. Well, what are you thankful for? Turkeys. Almost started crying again. Hold on. <laughs> They're not that cute. They are pretty cute. Uh-huh. But also delicious. That's true. Um, I love turkey gravy on mashed potatoes. That's the shit. And I'm thankful for music, which we have credits for. We have uh, <laughs> the songs we use this month include Your Reality Future Bass Remix from Doki Doki Literature Club by The Musical Ghost, Morning Thinker, an arrangement of Thinker from Armored Core 4 by Overclocked Remix, and The Sound of the Galaxy, an arrangement of Freedom's Progress from Mass Effect by Overclocked wow. Remix. Wow. You got you really jumped the gun on that one. You said wow before I was even finished. I know, because I didn't know there was more. There was so much. You're so excited. All right, executive producers for November. There's quite a list. Also, Patreon changed a bunch of things, so I think it's an alphabetical this month instead of whatever oh. system was before. And also a bunch of uh people were declined. So if you're not in the list, I apologize. It is Patreon's fault and not mine. Please be mad at them. I'm doing my best. Yeah, don't make Austin cry. He's a very gentle boy. I'm so fragile. I'm going to read the list of names that they sent me, though. Is that okay with you? Yeah, sure. I'll help. Thanks. Uh, first up, we have a rad skeleton with a skateboard, Kiefer Lowe. Wow, I'm jealous. Uh, we have a turkey joke. Going to be that kind of month, huh, folks? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to fucking get us this month. Aki Savalainen. Albert West. Aaliyah. Alex Vepra. Andrew Birmingham. Andrew Fallu, conduit of mediocrity itself. Andrew Grothin. Andy Harkins. Anime Jesus. <laughs> Anna. Anna Michael. Wait, does somebody... I want to know if Anna is actually named Anna or if they... If it's my cat. Oh, your cat supports supports you on Patreon? Well, at least she's supportive of something. I'm, I'm sorry for all the times I called you a nasty little gremlin, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, patron of Dora. Hey, thanks, Anthony. Oh, God, her army grows. Uh, are you there, God? It's me, Bozog. <laughs> no, sorry, I have to do it. Are you there, God? It's me, Bozog! Oh, that's the good shit. Sorry about the audio. <laughs> Arjun DeKonig. Our name is BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol. Ashley? No, just Ashley. August Rue. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. Austin Porfleas. <laughs> Parentheses, donate to my Patreon. <laughs> What does that even mean, poor fleas? Because it sounds kind of like your ski. Oh my god. They're getting you so hard this month. I've been destroyed entirely. I like this next one. It's a message. Austin. It's all caps. Austin, tell Laura to tell Jim I said hi. (laughs) I'm not a messenger. (laughs) Oh no, more dunkage. Austin, your ski, conduit of pretentious storytelling itself. See, pretentious is one of those things I say about myself in a nice way, but when someone else says it, it sounds like an insult, so I don't know which one. Also, now that it's an alphabetical, I can see how many start with my name, (laughs) 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 which is brutal. Normally, they're peppered throughout, but we just get six Austins in a row here. They love to dunk on you. They really do. Austin Yorsky died to pinwheel twice. How would you know? If you're going to dunk on me for my Soulsborne gameplay, I could not beat the Bloodstarved Beast without help. How about those real dunks? No one's ever died a pinwheel it's nonsense i have no idea what you're talking about it's a dark souls boss oh brady conduit of failed murder 
<laughs> keep trying, Brady. Brendan Williams. Wait, no, don't keep trying, Brady. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, Brady. Please stop. Legally, I'm not allowed to encourage you. Brendan Williams. Brent, every single McElroy. Goatly dash McElroy Esquire. <laughs> really? I've never seen anybody spell Esquire that way, Brent. <laughs> but honestly. I love it. You kind of killed it. Uh, Brit- Brittany and Jermaine Walls, dual conduits of senseless bickering. That's Y'all need to work on that. Yeah, it's either sweet or I'm pulling for you. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Wayne, conduit of Batman. Well, you just blew... <laughs> just completely destroyed his secret identity on air. Oh no! Oh no! This next one's pretty good. I mean, I, I am excited about reading the name Buster <laughs> Buster Muffin Half. But I, <laughs> I wanted to go back to Bruce Wayne Conduit of Batman because if the conduits existed in the DC or Marvel universe, would everyone's completely be busted? Like you wouldn't be able to just be the Flash in your civilian identity. You would be the Conduit of Speed, and everyone would know. Uh oh! I feel like no it more completely- superheroes. Sorry. Yeah, it completely destroys the fiction. Anyway, Buster Muffin Half. Yeah, that did that felt good. I'm glad I got to say it twice. Please don't bust it. Or do. Cameron Abbas. Carter Rayner. This is going to take six weeks at this rate. Christopher Charlow. Cody Jackson. Quorum. It is a truth university acknowledged that a single man in pose, but it's a null fit. Sorry, Quorum. Counterfeit. Daria Morgan. Dawn. Donning Frost. Dennis Bankston. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Devin, conduit of evolution. Still holding out for that dragon type, Evie. Oh, shit. This next one is me. Uh, Dorian, <laughs> conduit of self-destruction. Grayson. There's an entire subgenre of people who are trying to get Lauren to say same, and it's honestly the best thing about doing this every week. Douglas Williamson. Dr. Tao. Dr. Goatman. I wonder if you guys go to the same school. Just... Huh. Yeah. Dragon <laughs> in the server room. Drowned summer, conduit of Ronaldo dances. Dylan. Everyone in the chamber of secretion. Do not secrete in the chamber. <laughs> I mean, there are certain chambers in which you are. No. <laughs> it is okay for you to secrete. I just Please. wanted to be clear. Okay. Einar Johansson. Ecorin. Elderly Goose. Eleanor Nonante sees Periton. Aline. Emma loves Moose. I also love Moose. Oh, fuck yeah. They're so big. Oh my God. They're mighty. Indigo Vandane. Erwin Lala Gadek. Le Lagadec. Le Lagadec. I don't know. Eventual Eden. <laughs> Extellaris. Five purple conduits. Florian H. Fubar. Conduit of not only Fu, but also Bar. Francois V. For the fifth. That's what I always say. It could be Francois V. You don't know. Uh, Gorfanax Jr. Conduit of Hunger and CEO Gorfanax Brain Meats. I do think we should vote him off the board, though. Grimlock. Happy birthday on November 13th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jorgen. Indie Monster. Conduit of Name B. I know it's butchering. I know it's name butchering. Lauren does not have Excel, so I have to export the list that Patreon sends me into a PDF, and it ruins some of the marks that aren't in standard English, so some of the names don't look right for her. Oh, I have an excuse. What's yours? Oh, I have a bad mouth. Oh, okay. Uh, Next name, Harley Astor. Harrison Andrew. Hedron Master. Highway to Mel. Fuck, that's very good. Hustle Bones. I am Tosk. I am Tosk. Aw. It's a Star Trek thing. Anyway. Oh, I would not know. It's okay. I read a Zondra light novel and transformed into a patron. Ian Morgan. Any relation? No. I know this is Emmanuel Pinachos. I thought it said Emmanuel Pistachios, and I almost lost it. (laughs) 
<laughs> it also could be Pinocchio's. It's Pinocchio's. I know. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I said that so snooty, like, obviously. <laughs> Ingemar Grimon. Isaac Arevalo. Jack Clough. Jade the Mind Sculptor. Oh, Jade's back to normal. Hey, Jade. Not banned in modern anymore. Not pretending to be a McElroy anymore. Caught you. James Neely. Janiac, conduit of five gallons of lube and a kilo of glitter in a paddling pool. Oh no, that sounds like a mess. Is it? Is it Janiac, Laura's fiance? What are y'all getting up to over there in England? They just have more fun than us. Everybody has more fun than me. Damn. Jasper, conduit of November fluffiness. Jay Logan, conduit of queerness itself. Uh, Jay Poirier. Jeff Clark. Jesse, conduit of existential dread. Also a big mood. Joaquin Groening. John Beresford. John Kerry. Not that one. I add that. What'd you add? <laughs> not that one. I say that every every month. John Kerry, not that one. Oh, because yeah. John Kerry? I bet they're really tired of me saying that every month. Probably. It's like, that's just my name, Austin. Stop it. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. John Potts. John Barnett. Joseph Tombrello. Josh Mosier. J.P. Green. Oh, I thought that was J- JRPG Ean. I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Juman Jack O' Lantern. Still oh, rocking the Halloween. Spooky. I respect it. Julian Phillips. Junk 2.0. Just a jester. Justin Berthasel, conduit of ooh, ooh itself. Also a big mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caster UK. Kate, conduit of instant regret. The biggest mood. Uh, Kaylee Scherer. Keller Automat. Kevin Dobbins. Killer Cotton Shizno. Kitty Foe. Christina, conduit of every animal on Hypatia themselves. They are absolute units. You have to give it to them. Christina, come to my house if you're all those animals. (laughs) But if you're not all those animals, then you lied to me and don't come to my house. We don't have any place for liars in this house. (laughs) The cats lie a lot, so I guess I do. Criterion, conduit of bad puns. Lana Seawolf, lady of bones. She's a paleontologist, so it's not. <laughs> I know that sounds Wait, is very she really? Really? Huh? Is she really a paleontologist? Yeah, you need to spend more time in our Discord. Um, I spend a lot of time crying in bed. I don't have time oh. for other things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the schedule's packed. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, lady the young, conduit of not mad, just disappointed. Lily Cage, conduit of stay tuned. The rudest conduit. <laughs> Lindsay Pankhurst. Logion, conduit of fatigue. Now that's my big mood. I, we can both claim that mood. It's okay. Sharing is caring. Lauren Cates. Luke Powers. MJ. Markov needs pangolins. Agree. Sure fucking does. Yeah. The Cult of Glorfinax. Matthew B. Hare, conduit of cranberry sauce. Now that's that November shit. Give me that turkey day bullshit. Matthew Schultz. Matthew Weber, but also I am Tosk. Hell yeah. I still don't. <laughs> All my Tosk bros out here. I still don't get it. Is a character in Star Trek who the only thing he says is I am Tosk. He was the original Hodor, if you think about it. Oh, no. Yeah. Math- Matthias Lackett. Maz Jin. Melissa Nielsen. Mel Tish. Mary Flowers. That's right. Fuck Thanksgiving. Now, do we want to bring that kind of ne- negativity in here, Mary Flowers? You know what you did, Mary Flowers. Well, I don't know. Maybe famous. Sometimes I also feel like fuck Thanksgiving when I'm there and I have to look all the people in the eyes. Oh, and I have to like talk to like all the people and they're like, "What are you doing with your life this year, Lauren?" And I'm like, "All I did was cry a lot." Yeah, that's basically. I'm like, "Oh, I love this turkey, love this mashed potatoes." But if you say another thing about what you saw on the news, I'm going to stab you with a fork. All right, I get it, Mary Flowers. You're off the hook. 
Michael Groman, Michael Hall, Michelle Minkler, Miko from Finland, Morgan Rapp, Nicholas Dominic, Nina Pearson, Noah Sudret, Notorious Stoltz, Conduit of Notorious Stoltz itself, fair enough. Paul Mullen. Possum Kingdom Refugee. I still want to go to the Possum Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Pruitt Holcomb. Puck, Conduit of Large Ambitions Before Follow Through. I can't believe you all are calling me out like this this month. Are these all you? No, but they fucking got me. Okay. Quench the Void. Rain, Conduit of Wetness Herself. I feel as though the algorithm has put the Quench the Void and Wetness Herself next to each other. I feel like they could sort a situation out between them. <laughs> oh, no. It's Quenchy. Who's turn? Oh, it's my turn. Random web person. Rasvita. Razumi Yazura. Rainer, the Conduit of Slightly Less Stoned. I fucking got you, Rainer. I'm never less stoned. <laughs> Sleep with one eye open, bitch. I'm coming for you. Uh, Richard G. Coles. Robert Dakin. Oh, this one's really good. God damn it. Rulon, conduit of that time Austin said flute too too close to the sun. (laughs) If anybody can provide a timestamp, I would like to hear myself say flute too close to the sun. (laughs) Flute too (laughs) too. That's, that'd be a good back tattoo. Flute toot close to the sun. In Latin oh over a picture of the sun. S. Kearney, oh. conduit of coffee. That's also Austin. I'm trying to lay off. Salad child. Sam Zdenowitz. Scott Goings. Oh, you got us, Scott. <laughs> Scott McLeod. Scott, who stole my name for a joke, coming. <laughs> oh my god. They're dueling. There's a... It's, I love our fans. There's a fencing match going on in the credits. Uh, Scotty Vilhard. Sean Lyonsberg. Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Sevarden Akrasimova. Shane Sedgwick. Shane Ware, conduit of ethical hedonism itself. AKA season five, Sir underscore octopus. I don't know if you want me to say underscore. It's the only one that has an underscore in it. So I'd... I just imagine a, an octopus with like a monocle and a top hat. And that's pretty good. Yeah, Kane, doctorate. I like him. Snowfall frost did nothing wrong. I don't know. Sprankton, a noun, a disease you get from chewing too much. <laughs> <laughs> I love the comment. Please leave tur- turn all of this into just fun trivia facts. Seriously, Sydney Marzing. Syretha, conduit of puns. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. Didn't we have two conduit of puns? Did we? There's so many names I forgot already. Where were we? The Hadcells. I read it for you, bitch. Which one am I? The hottest, gayest, purest, goodest Jen. I guess I took that from you, too. Mm-hmm. I tricked you. Now you have to read the rest of them. No. <laughs> the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Marietta, Georgia. Was that too long for you to say? No, I just would like telling you no. Oh, okay. Okay, it was just a power thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The Paladin's Wife. Did I just get bombed my own credits? The fuck? <laughs> oh, no. Tim Lutton. Tired cucumber, all cucumber same. Toby Gleason stack. Tom Turkey's tuber tunnel. <laughs> Come on down to Tom Turkey's tuber tunnel. We have all the tubers you need for your Thanksgiving needs. <laughs> I'm so glad you, you understood what I was doing there. Toshiro Kuru, editor of Attack on Dice. Transient passerby. Shayness. Vega Arnston. Victoria Melito. Vinny, conduit of gay pop music. Yeah. Now they're just pandering to you. This Okay, so Austin gets dunks and you get like, oh, we love your work so much. You're Vinny and you're so gay and cute. We love you. Also, Austin said a thing one time and said flute toot to the sun. 
flute too. Oh, <laughs> uh, whose turn is it? I don't know. I went off on a thing there. Vizzy Uncles, keep up the great work, y'all. See? Thanks, Vizzy. Ziphosaurus. Yeah. Yoko Taro is Yoko Taro, the conduit of Yoko Taro. Okay, Yoko, if you're listening, where's Drake and Guard 4, bitch? <laughs> and finally, Z23619. And that's all of them. Actually, another one came in as we were recording. Uh, Andrew Fedye. I'm sorry. I just It's it's the J, it's just not for Americans. We don't know what to do with it. I see the J in there, and my brain says, yeah. <laughs> wow, that was a lot this this month. Wow. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I'd rather it be a lot than too little. That means you do enjoy our work. And oh my god, I looked at their corn and gets 21 minutes. That cannot stand. Like, that cannot be. Fuck, I'm We running. have to leave. I'm so late for work. We have to go. I mean, you should definitely follow Laura at Laura K. Buzz everywhere. Kotaku.co.uk. Chris, Patreon.com slash Weekly Mug Recap. Conrad. Conrad. Is at Conrad Zimmerman on Twitter. Of Horse, the podcast. Austin. Me, patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky. You know what it is. You know where we are. .bandcamp.sketch.bandcamp.sketch.bandcamp.com slash sketch. Yeah. Um, also, big thanks to everybody in the Discord, all the great artists. Thanks to me. You're welcome. You didn't name me, bitch. You're here and you're queer and you can't be stopped. What else do you want? <laughs> I just want you to acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the show is it's nothing but acknowledging that fair thanks to all the moderators in the discord thanks to everybody who sends me constructive criticism i know the combat could be harder but they start crying i'm sorry if i make it harder they cry i don't know what you want me to do i feel like we don't cry <laughs> you cried before. okay you literally <laughs> i never cried i don't know what you're talking about i didn't cry at the beginning of this recording you started you started crying in the middle of this recording i had to edit it out did I really? Yes. I cry so much that I forget when I cry. <laughs>